Recorded live. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And our guest today is Chris Goodwin. He is the owner and president of Insurance Pros, a company that he founded in 2002 when he left a larger firm so that he could better serve the needs of small business owners and individuals who are looking for health insurance solutions. Chris is uh, very dedicated to taking an educational approach to helping his clients and his prospects so that they can make the right choices for themselves, for their employees, and make it a win-win for everybody. And so along those lines, Chris is here with us today to talk about what's going on in the health insurance market right now for small business owners and individuals, you know, if you're a sole proprietor, because there is so much up in the air and there's just so much floating around and there's a lot of plan years that are going to be ending here real soon. So we're really excited to hear what Chris has to say and hopefully answer a lot of the questions that you have on your mind. Welcome to the show today, Chris. Thank you, Kelly. Good morning. Good morning. Like I said, you know, for for the novice, for those of us who don't have to deal with this every day, just maybe once a year we have to look at our plan renewals. Right now is kind of a weird time. A lot of us are hearing that we don't know what plans are going to be available yet for 2018, yet our plans may be up in a month or so. So, you know, what's going on out there right now? Well, there's a a lot of craziness going on, um, especially in the individual health insurance market. Um, Fortunately, uh, the group market uh, for small groups and, and larger businesses, it's fairly stable. But uh, right now, lots of people are hearing from their insurance companies indicating that they will no longer be offering their plan for the 2018 plan year, um, and they'll have to go shop and find other coverage. Uh, as you, as anybody's listened to uh, kind of the national news and you know things going on in Washington, they might understand that um, you know the Affordable Care Act has um, kind of has certain pressures uh, that. Um, along with, um, gosh, how whether how funds are appropriated and other factors that are above my pay grade um, that are really making insurance companies take a look at it and say, hey, this is an unprofitable uh, area for us. Uh, therefore, insurance companies are choosing to leave that market. Uh, there are, uh, in our area at least, a couple of companies uh, that you know are entering or staying in the market, but. Uh, the options are very few and far between right now uh, for uh, looking at the 2018 plan year. Yeah, and you know, you mentioned some of them that are leaving and some of them that are staying. Uh, right here in the Kansas City area, I know um, we've we've got some changes going on. But but what what are some of those companies that are going to be staying and some that are going to be leaving? Just maybe well, put some people's mind at ease and make other people yeah, nervous, yeah. probably. Well, let's. <laughs> Well, let's talk about who's leaving first of all. Blue Cross Blue Shield, the market share leader in the area, uh, they are leaving the individual market. Um, and that's created a little bit of confusion, but uh, they they have uh, the most members. And um, if you have a policy that was originated on or after October 1st of 2013, that plan's going to be ending and uh, in the individual market and they will not be offering new plans in the individual market. So that's a big deal. Uh, But also, in addition to Blue Cross Blue Shield, uh, Humana uh, is leaving the market, and their plans uh, will terminate and won't come back. Uh, Aetna, um, they're no longer offering plans. 
uh, Coventry, which is owned by Aetna, is not offering individual plans. So lots of people um, this week have called us and said, hey, we got a letter from Coventry saying we're not offering coverage. So those companies are, are leaving the market. Um, the companies that are staying in the market very slightly um, in, between Kansas and Missouri. So if you're a Kansas resident, uh, then there's a company called Medica. They're based off, out of Minnesota. Um, and many people don't even know that they're in the Kansas market um, because of the preference and the, the rates uh, relative to Blue Cross Blue Shield. They were a little more competitive. But Medica is in the Kansas market right now for individual coverage. And the plan right now is for them to remain in the Kansas market albeit they have imposed a limit on themselves of 10,000 policies uh, both on and off of the marketplace combined. Um, so Medica is a name a lot of people may not have heard of, but they'll hear a lot more from. Uh, also in Kansas uh, will uh, be a company called Centene. Uh, they are based out of uh, St. Louis, and they have individual plans in other states and other markets. Uh, but they haven't been in the Kansas City market, and uh, but they're, they'll be a name that you'll hear um, in 2018, or at least actually within the coming months as they introduce their plans for 2018. The annual enrollment period is November 1st through December 15th. Um, on the Missouri side, Centene will also kind of offer plans that in the market that Blue Cross Blue Shield left. So basically the 16 counties from what I understand that Blue Cross Blue Shield is in in Missouri will now uh, have plans um, through Centene. And then Cigna, uh, as far as what we are hearing, will continue to offer individual health insurance plans in Missouri. Um, so they are not in Kansas in the individual market, but will uh, remain in Missouri. And, you know, and that's based on what we know. There's still a few little nuances from what I understand in September 20th are some kind of final, final determinations, but that's what the landscape kind of looks like in terms of what companies are available uh, in Kansas and Missouri. Mm-hmm. With the the big guys, I guess you could say, uh, the Blue Cross Blue Shields and the Humanas leaving the individual marketplace, what kind of impact is that going to have on rates with, even though there's still going to be some options available with some of these companies that Many people have never heard of uh, that doesn't you know it's not a knock it's just they haven't they're not as familiar in the marketplace um, is that going to drastically change rates you think uh, you would you would think uh, based upon supply and demand that that could affect rates however uh, these companies had to file uh, rates and uh, and everything back in June from what I understand and they're basically looking at their um, sustainability of their product and the underwriting of the uh, of our market. Um, so from a supply and demand standpoint, rates are unlikely to be affected, especially given that the law only allows for a certain um, amount of, of revenues or profits for insurance companies. Uh, so I don't think rates are going to be um, majorly affected by companies leaving the market, uh, more so by um, you know, kind of mm-hmm. the requirements of the law that, uh, about how much these insurance companies can earn and then what they anticipate um, in, in terms of uh, claims in our area. Okay. In terms of coverage, are there going to be, is there going to be much choice, do you think, in what they offer 
uh, or are there going to be just a couple of different options with each one? In other words, will we see some of the more robust plans that Humana and Blue Cross, I mean, I know you have to pay for them if you want them, but will there, those options still likely be available? Yeah, that's the real wild card in a lot of the uh, things in the individual market because when you look at a company like Cigna in Missouri, for instance, you've got an incredibly limited hospital network with, you know, kind of really about four major hospitals, and you have an incredibly limited doctor's network with a plan like what Cigna is currently offering in their, uh, their network. Um, so most people who go and look at their four plans that are out there and available find out that, oh, man, my doctor's not in this, or um, so these are the hospitals that I can go to, and those plans happen to be EPOs. So many of us are familiar with the term PPO, or Preferred Provider Organization, which says, hey, you're going to get the best benefit if you go and remain in our network. But if you go out of network, then you will have a lesser level of participation from the insurance company. With an EPO, like what uh, currently people are seeing with Cigna, and actually people in Missouri um, um, under Blue Cross Blue Shield currently um, are getting, if you go out of network in a non-emergency situation, you're really not getting any benefit whatsoever. So mm. significant limitations. Uh, and um, when Centene comes in, we really don't know what, it, what their plans are going to look like for another month or so. And um, But in order to control costs and really make these um, individual plans workable, it's not unlikely that people are going to see some really significant restrictions in terms of how the plans work, and, you know, not everybody's going to be happy, that's for sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's, <laughs> I mean, there, yeah, there's, there's always uh, something, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And, you know, and you know, again, it could be a lo slightly different in Kansas, uh, but, you know, there's going to be some level of limitations, and that's something that people need to pay close attention to is, okay, you know, not just the price, but the price in everybody's budget is, you know, one, and, if, and maybe 1A might be, hey, can I go see the doctor that I'm used to seeing and are the local hospitals in the network? So people need to take a close look at that. Yeah, that, that disruption in provider is a big deal for a lot of people. So uh, right. good point there. We've been talking about the individual market, and obviously our listenership is mostly small businesses. There are some sole proprietors that this would apply to, but it also applies to some – the individual market applies to some small businesses because they – a lot of small businesses do not offer coverage, and so their employees have to uh, go out on their own and find it. So uh, what can small employers who don't offer health insurance do to make sure that – they're not disrupted by any changes in this individual health market that you've been talking about, and how, what tips or how can they advise their employees or work with their employees uh, without taking on a, a big chunk of overhead themselves as a business? Yeah, that's an excellent question because we're dealing with this a lot with small business owners, um, and this could present a silver lining because what a small, small business owners, especially if they don't have group health, in many cases – are having to look at this for uh, for themselves as well if they're not on yes. thousands of coverage or something. So because the individual market is in disarray, um, small business owners will have the option um, in in many cases to go to a group plan. Um, and with a group plan, uh, you know it really doesn't take much in order to um, 
set yourself or your employees up for something like that. Um, it, in Kansas, as long as uh, you know you have at least one W-2 employee, um, then you can actually set up a group plan. In Missouri, as long as you have um, at least one W-2 employee, a two-person group with at least one W-2 employee participating who is not the owner, then you can actually uh, set up a small group health insurance plan. And what that does, and I'm laughing to myself, I've been thinking about this, you, uh, like a country music song, when you turn it backwards, like you get your dog back, you get your, your spouse back, and you get every, all of these companies, you get them back. So, you know, if you do a small group health insurance plan and you have two people uh, in your business, uh, then you get Blue Cross Blue Shield, you can go to Humana, you can, you can get Aetna. So you got a lot of choices, and the portfolios open up to a plethora of options, um, you know, and, and, of course, with all of the provider networks that, you know, you're kind of, we're all used to. So, um, so yeah, again, in Missouri, you just have to have one person who is, uh, is not the employer on a W-2 uh, participating in order to do a group. Uh, Kansas, you know, actually could be a husband and wife if one of them is W-2, and they could actually do a group plan. So it's uh, the minimum um, participants. Um, what okay. most employers don't recognize um, is there have been some things that have loosened up with the ACA, um, meaning the Affordable Care Act. I really hate acronyms when people don't know or what you're talking about. But what um, most employers don't realize is that while they used to have to pay a minimum of 50% of the employees' premiums, now yeah. – the plan, uh, many plans, really most plans, don't require that you pay any of the employee premiums. Really? So yes. So what's happening is the employee can just have, or the employer can pay the whole bill and then withhold all of the employee employees' premium um, over their pay periods, uh, as long as they're, you know, uh, applying the same treatment to all employees uh, with 30 or more hours on average. Uh, you could run a group plan and you're not participating. What I never thought that we would re really say is that that employee in many, or employer in many cases has become a hero because they've opened their employee up to some group options and many employees are happy to have, you know, Blue Cross Blue Shield or, you know, United Healthcare or, you know, Coventry or whoever. Um, and just by simply offering a plan and not participating, that employee at least has access to a good plan. Now, an employer can say, hey, I'm going to put $50 or $100 per month towards whatever you buy, um, and that's a bonus. Mm -hmm. Now, so if I'm understanding this correctly, then uh, an, uh, previously an employer who said, you know what, I can't afford to offer health insurance, you're on your own for that, it's not a benefit this company offers, and so he had – he she had employees out in the individual market. Now this employer, because uh, you you don't have to pay any of the premium, this employer can um, form a group as long as you've got two people uh, on it, uh, one that is W-2 that is not the owner. Uh, they can go ahead and create this, this group and fully deduct it uh, from their employees. Now, does that benefit the employer, even if even if they, what I'm asking, yeah, they'll look like a hero. That part, the goodwill and the retention and you know all of that, that's great. But from a financial standpoint, can't the employer then 
deduct anything? Do they get any kind of a tax break for offering that or not, Because especially if they're not um, contributing any portion to the premium? Right. Well, that and that's a good uh, question that's uh, on the fringe of, you know, what would be considered a benefit. But if that plan actually is uh, participates, the employer also participates in a Section 125 arrangement, which is, um, you know, many employers are familiar with this. It's a pre-tax arrangement. Um, the employer and the employee actually save um, on the unemployment taxes because unemployment taxes are not applied um, if someone is actually under a Section 125. So let's just say an employee has to pay for their own family and they pay $1,000 um, per month for health insurance. Um, the unemployment taxes um, amount to 7.65%. So both the employer and the employee actually save $76.50 per month in taxes on that $1,000 premium. Right. So really, gosh, you're saving as an employer – you offer a plan and you know you your employee signs up pays a thousand dollars a month for their family you're saving nine hundred dollars a year if you do a um, a section one twenty five plan so that is uh, definitely an ancillary benefit also of course if the employer decides to actually participate in the premium then those you know that whatever that participation is is a business expense um, for it absolutely so you do. You mentioned earlier about a husband and wife team. You know, you could put your spouse on it if you wanted to, but you have to be careful there. You can't just say, "Oh, I'm going to put my spouse on it." Uh, I, I've got, say, a single member LLC, or I'm a sole proprietor, and I'm now I'm going to W two my spouse. They have to work 30 hours, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Really, they do. Um, are are required to be a 30 hour on average employee, as we know most of. You know, it's hard to measure uh, somebody's salary, um, but uh, and they're really, you know, until recently there haven't really been any real, there's not a real auditing process with most insurance carriers, but you want to make sure that that's legitimate so that, you know, there there are, you know, some, if there's ever some audit or a question as to whether or not that spouse is, is an employee, then you could actually go back and prove that that person's a W-2. Um, so, so that is uh, definitely important. So, so there's some good news, uh, some potentially good news for small businesses in what you're saying, but for sole proprietors, for the folks out there where it really is just them and they don't have um, any plans to hire somebody for 30 hours or more um, a month or a week, then they're going to be uh, relegated pretty much to the individual market, and there will be choices, but they'll be rather limited. That's pretty much the crux of it. Yeah. And that you know, I I don't, I don't know why. Probably because I I worked in this market for a long time, and you know, small business owners and especially micro business owners in the two to ten market, and or people who are just self-employed or consultants are close to my heart. But yeah, those you know, that population is left to really look at what's left in these individual markets, and obviously, people who are just employees, um, you know, and they don't have a business, you know, and their employers aren't going in the direction of offering a group plan. Uh, they're relegated to really, you know, kind of seeing what's left in the individual market, both on the marketplace and then off of the marketplace. Um, but there's, some there's, people, there's people, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say some people will buy their coverage on healthcare.gov 
if they're eligible, especially if they're eligible for uh, some government participation in the premium. And then, of course, if you make you know more than 400% of federal poverty level, then you know there's in, in many cases you know there's no reason to go on healthcare.gov. But different small topics. Exactly. Now, but there are people like you that are out there that can help people, business owners and individuals navigate all this, right? Tell us a little bit about what Insurance Pros does. Well, that's a great one because, you know, as these markets uh, start to transition, um, then we have to take a look at what works and what's sustainable for our business as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we are have been in this um, really, you know, the group market, the individual market, and the Medicare market. And um, the individual market, um, because of the margins, um, lots of insurance companies are now saying, hey, we're not going to actually, we're not going to pay you anything. We're just not paying commissions on our individual plans because the margins are so close. Other companies have said, hey, we're going to actually pay you um, this really nominal amount to help people. Um, so because of that, we had to evaluate, well, can we afford to actually spend the 45 minutes to an hour that it really takes to walk people through because I don't really want to offer individual health insurance and say, here it is, go on, um, sign up for it without letting you know what the network is, what, um, what, what co-payments are, what the co-insurance is, and what everything, uh, what all the restrictions and nuances of that policy are. So what, uh, we are not pursuing new individual plans. However, what we're doing is we're helping small business owners within our biz book of business and otherwise to actually um, really um, evaluate that group option. Um, and um, we're definitely not leaving our existing individual clients high and dry. We're helping them with how that actually uh, individual market's going to work for them. Um, but uh, what you're going to see a lot more is inbound call centers and uh, kind of some of your larger um, national operations that um, you know are serving individuals um, because they can you know kind of effectively work with those smaller margins and then even you know try to market other products and services to them um, but we are really squarely focused on uh, you know this really micro businesses that typically don't get a bunch of service from your larger firms so we want to really help those two to ten person businesses in the group market and we have a little bit of a presence in Medicare, so we always love to help people who are turning 65 understand that transition because Medicare is a totally different animal, and you know and there's not a lot of good information there. So, so that's our focus. Uh, you know, we will have you know some you know kind of talking points and dialogue that really addresses the individual market, and we'll be directing people uh, to resources that are really ideal for them if they are like, hey, an individual market's where I'm going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great information today, Chris. Uh, I know it's a very confusing topic for so many, and you brought a lot of clarity to it today. And if anybody would like to talk with you more about this topic or find out how to work with uh, your group on this, how would they get in touch with you? Uh, a few ways. We love to you know, hear from people and talk our way through it before it gets busy because it's going to be a storm. Uh, in November, uh, November 1st is when the annual enrollment period starts for um, the under 65 market. But anybody can call our offices at 913-944-4465, or they can visit our uh, website at insuranceprosinc.com. It's kind of a long one, but the word insurance, then P-R-O-S-I-N-C, like incorporated, .com. So 
So, uh, yeah, we'd be happy to help where we can. All right. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been uh, very, very uh, enlightening, I guess, to say the least. And if you, <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week.